Alright, welcome back to the Dragon's Library, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a video game what feels like forever. Uh, so, recently, I have been uh, replaying Subnautica. Now, it's a survival crafting uh, underwater exploration video game that was released several years ago now. Uh, I had started playing it like back in college, and I never finished it. So, recently, since the sequel was coming out, and I did enjoy what I had played of it, I decided to finish up my playthrough of Subnautica. I went back to my old save, you know, started exploring again, uh, finished up the last half of the game, and was just like, oh, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun. And since the new sequel's coming out, well, I mean, it seemed like a good time to review it. So, yeah, that's what we're doing today. All right, so Subnautica, for those of you who don't know, is a survival crafting game. And those games are basically based around, uh, you know, hunger and thirst meters, uh, gathering resources, building bases, and slowly exploring and expanding. Um, usually they're in the service of just surviving for as long as you can. But Subnautica is actually really unique amongst survival crafting games, and that it actually is in gold, not just like a you know final boss you have to fight. In fact, Subnautica goes out of its way to make sure that avoiding combat is the player's biggest strength. The there are no actual guns in the game. There's only a knife which you can use to kill small fish, and you can technically use it to kill bigger predators. But like after a certain size, it basically just does nothing against them. And a lot of the biggest predators in the game can't be killed at all by really anything. Um, the only actual, like, rifle weapon is what's called a stasis rifle. It's basically a paralysis gun. You use it to, you know, stall them so you can escape. You can also use decoy items like uh, decoy torpedoes or creature decoy things to draw predators away from areas so you can go access them. So as you can imagine, it's more focused on surviving and crafting. You know, making sure you have enough water and food, building a base, slowly exploring this world. Um... Subnautica is a sci-fi premise, so let's get into the most interesting part of Subnautica is the story. Uh, you see, the game, unlike most of these games where it's a procedurally generated random world, Subnautica actually has a standard world. Like, there's a set map. There's only one map. You will only ever find yourself in this one map. Uh, and there's even a story. So, the basic premise is that you were on a spaceship, and there was some kind of accident, and you crash-landed on this massive ocean planet in a life pond. Uh, you're left with a few basic supplies, a uh, Star Trek-style fabricator or replicator inside the place. You have to, like, repair it up. It has a few solar panels, a limited battery, and a bit of storage space, and a radio. That's basically it. You're, you know, have to gather resources before you can do anything else. Crap, some tools, an oxygen tank so you can swim deeper, some bins so you can swim faster, eventually making a... a Eventually having like a portable Star Trek replicator so you can build base components and even, you know, more replicators and more stuff, scanner rooms, vehicles, all that kind of thing. Uh, and you're not the only one. Your ship uh, crashed into the water a few, mi a few hundred miles away, a hundred meters away from you. Uh, it's starting to leak radiation. So basically the first main goal of the game is to try and find other survivor signals. Uh, spoiler alert, they don't seem to have that much money for this game, so it doesn't really have NPCs or anything like that. Uh, but you will get, like, radio transmissions, but, uh, spoiler, you're not likely to find any of them. There are no other humans that you encounter in this game. Uh, you find their life pods, but it's very clear that they're all, like, way dead. Like, super dead. <laughs> um... 
you are your main your first main goal aside from you know following these beacons is to find a way to get to your ship which is currently leaking radiation so eventually you know after gathering enough tools starting to build like maybe a small base you finally build the radiation suit so you go into the bay, you go into the ship and uh you you know do all this stuff and eventually uh another ship comes to get you and they give you an extraction point cuz all your distress signals have been heard and so you go to this island uh, with this strange structure on it. And spoiler alert, this, this is an alien structure. You probably at this point at least encountered some level of uh, evidence that there was some other civilization on this world before, from a long time ago. But uh, they're very clearly gone, like really gone. And as the ship touches down to pick you up, you figure out how your ship got blasted out of space by a giant quarantine laser. Yeah. Uh, as you explore the base after your ship, after or before your ship gets knocked, that your, you know, the rescue ship gets knocked out of the sky, you see all these things about a quarantine. And when you go to try and deactivate the weapon, uh, it pierces your arm and like scans you. Uh, by this point, you're guaranteed to have been infected with this something, some kind of parasite. Uh, as the game progresses, it'll get worse and worse. Uh, it doesn't really cause that many actual symptoms in game. It just seems to get physically worse. Uh, you basically have an unlimited clock, so. Uh, and so your main goal now becomes, all right, well, we got to get off this island somehow, and we can't even hope for a ride off until this laser is dealt with. So we got to deal with the infection so we can deactivate the laser. So you start exploring. Uh, you find evidence that there's uh, some kind of base alien uh, central power source at the center, uh, deeper in the ocean. So after you've upgraded your new submarine and your sea moth and your uh, prawn suit with depth, depth upgrades that you've been gathering, if you've been going after all the distress signals, you head down into this uh, deep, deep sea ca caverns. And as you get further and further down there, you run into these massive leviathan predators that literally can just rip your ships apart. So you have to use uh, very clever tactics like using decoy decoy things or silent running, which eats up a lot of power. And you have to really expertly manage uh, power and food and hunger and water. There were a lot of uh, very intense moments where I was during that journey when I was trying to build a base down there and set up everything where I didn't bring enough food and water and I was having to scavenge whatever I could get my hands on, you know, using my thermal uh, knife to cook fish instantly with it when I killed them. Uh, grabbing things to rep, I actually made sure to put a replicator inside my Cyclops, which I highly recommend to anyone who plays this because you will need it for grabbing just random uh, bladder fish in order to get purified water. It's very necessary. Uh, it's a very intense journey down there, and there are a lot of dangerous predators. And then you finally get to like this main underwater facility, and you start unlocking this ancient teleporting technology, which allows you to access the biomes much easily and travel a lot more more efficiently. Uh, you find their ancient energy source, these ion cubes, since synthetic material they use that's like the best batteries in the game. And you get all this advanced technology and stuff like that, but it never stops being about survival. Uh, you run into bigger and bigger stuff down there, including like a giant sea dragon, which can utterly wreck you if you're not careful. Uh, it's even like right over there by the base. So it's really cool. I highly recommend it. And throughout the whole thing, you can get like psychic visions from some ancient primordial entity that had been living there. It, it was, it, the, and so, um, that's basically the main overarching plot. I didn't really spoil too much. Now, that's the main progression of the game. Eventually, you're going to get a rocket and get off the, get off the, um, island. 
I do highly recommend this game. It's very fun. Uh, there are some a few problems I have with it. The game can be a bit buggy. Uh, there are several bugs related to you know gathering certain foods out of the uh, the what was it the planting beds. Occasionally, they won't leave your inventory when you eat them. Uh, for the specific ones, it's the one that won't rot. I think it's the gel or whatever. And uh, there are a few, you know, minor glitches when you're getting in and out of vehicles, especially when you're on land. On land, can, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, for those of you who don't play a lot of video games, whenever you hear underwater level in a video game, you immediately think, oh my god, it's not this nonsense. Because underwater levels generally control terribly. But the underwater movement in Subnautica is very intuitive and useful and very effective. The level design is is very well made for helping you navigate the caves. And occasionally, if you're not paying attention, yeah, you can get lost in caves and, like, drown down there. Uh, it's, you have to keep your wits about you. But as a result, I'm guessing, of them focusing so much on the underwater movement, the above-ground movement feels very clunky and dangerous. I'm not sure if it's just because you don't use it that much, but I really do feel like it's just very untested compared to the underwater movement. Like, it seems like they put a lot of time and thought into hammering out how you move around underwater, but there are so many glitches when you go above ground when it comes to just random fall damage spikes, or, heck, the prawn suit can technically go above ground, but I didn't even take it above ground because I had glitches where it would literally just stop moving and I had to reload a save. I'd have to quit, you know, without saving to prevent it from, uh, prevent myself from losing my prawn suit to just sitting there on the ground. Stuck, not able to move. But overall, despite the game's glitches, it's still a very interesting and unique experience. Uh, the underwater world is very beautiful, hostile, and mysterious. The story it crafts is surprisingly compelling and has a lot of different interesting background details about this world you found yourself in and the universe that you're a part of. Uh, the Altera Company is like Wailing Jutani with a friendlier face. Uh, and it's all in all wonderful. So, for the rest of this, I'm going to go into, like, spoilers on the actual plot of the games, because I really think it's uh, interesting. And if you just want to know if I think you should play it, yeah, you should totally play it. The new one's coming out soon, so if you want to refresh yourself with this really good, uh, it's a pretty short game. Uh, you can probably finish it in a few, like, I think my total playtime is only, like, two hours. Uh, including the times I had to quit because of a bug, probably only, like, four or five. It's not a really long game if you're rushing to the ending, but if you really want to sit down and craft a big base and really live a life there, yeah, you can get deeply invested in this game. I probably didn't even explore... I don't think I even explored every biome. So yeah, okay. Now for, like, full-on spoilers. So, the planet you crash-landed on is one of the homeworlds of an ancient uh, alien race who had a, like, pan-galactic empire. Now, after... A unspecified alien pandemic, uh, some kind of bacterial infection uh, outbreak started. Uh, the alien species was devastated, and this was one of the only worlds they were managed to retreat to, hoping to find a cure. See, uh, one of the creatures on this world, the ancient sea kings, uh, they're like the biggest, most powerful of all the sea predators. They're psychically powerful and seem to have some mysterious other abilities. Like, this thing has been contacting you throughout the game and slowly learning about you as you've been learning about the world. And it produced, and a few, it's unclear if it's specifically this one or if it's only a handful of specimens, but it's implied that either one, a few of, or this specific sea king, or sea emperor, I'm sorry, sea emperor, uh, is able to produce some kind of anti, uh, some kind of substance that's harmful and purges the bacteria. 
basically, it's responsible for why life still exists on this planet. There are a lot of uh, fish that are, like, infected with the bacteria and seem to be slowly dying of it. But a lot of the other ones are being led through pipes to uh, be filled with the enzyme it creates and spread it across the planet. It was sort of a last resort method to try and keep the planet hospitable while they worked out an actual cure. Now, this seems great, but they were unable to uh, synthetically produce the enzyme, so they needed more of this creature. Um, and they actually even managed to get, get it to give birth to a few eggs. But they could never get those eggs to hatch in the right conditions, and they couldn't risk bringing them out into the open world. So they were going to use a uh, special chemical compound to reproduce the conditions in which they were supposed to hatch. But they, for unknown reasons, were never able to finish it. And between that time and when you get there, they've all died off and left this great behemoth in a sort of underwater terrarium. There's plenty of fish that feed in through various systems to keep it fed, its ecosystem healthy, and even spreads enzyme through portions of the planet, but it's basically stuck there, and it wants you to help breed its children. There's a teleporter that was specifically designed small enough that the children could escape once they hatched. So you go down there, you fix the teleporter, you create the compound using uh, various materials from across the world map, and you free their her children. Afterwards, she finally, because this thing is like thousands of years old and only really stuck around this long, hoping for a way to save her children, uh, dies. And she has a few final words for you as you leave. And it's really touching. Uh, after that, you manage to get a hold of Blueprint. Either before or after that, you manage to get a hold of Blueprint for the um, uh, rocket, a rocket platform to get you off-world. In addition to that, now that they're free, they're releasing a whole host, a uh, very large amount of a high potency version of the enzyme that the their mother was producing, and this enzyme is able to cure you. After you're cured, you go shut down the laser, build the rocket, and escape. Uh, there's actually a really funny, there's actually a really touching scene at the end where she gives you one last thanks for having saved her children and their world, and wishes you the best, of, best, and hopes to see you again when she's reborn. Uh, it's a very touching scene, and honestly. She's a very well-done character overall for being, like, this very mysterious, ancient, you know, primordial entity. Um, but, yeah, so you escape. You manage to live. Although there is a really funny line near the end of the credits. Uh, once you get back to your world, like, you go through, like, a warp gate or something near the end, and then it's like, welcome back to the Altera Corporation. Your total... You're, you have mined resources on an Altera-owned planet. Your total... Your total bill is one trillion dollars. You will not be allowed to land until your outstanding bill is paid. And it's like, oh right, they still own this planet. So you owe them money for all the titanium and uranium and all those rare minerals used to build that awesome base. Yeah, I hope it's wor it was worth it. You owe them a trillion dollars now. <laughs> uh, and I just hope he got a happy ending. It's like, this guy went through all this shit and now he's not going to be allowed to get off his ship until he pays a trillion dollars. Oh, so sad. Because uh, the reason they're all to keep track of it is because the companion you have is sort of an uh, AI assistant that helps you find stuff and gets, you know, radio transmissions and picks up all this stuff. Actually, it's your guide through the world. But she's also been keeping track of all the minerals you've been gathering and recording how much all of it's worth currently so that they could charge you for it when you got home. And I'm like, that is a dystopia. Like, that's the most subtle evil, evil dystopian thing I've ever heard. It's like... This man was this man was on an Altera-owned ship, stranded on one of our planets, and was unable to be saved after finding evidence of alien life, which was, yes, in this world, alien life was still very much a we-don't-know-it-exists thing at that point for the Altera. 
And after all of that and finding potentially a new energy, a new source of battery power that's way better than anything we've ever come across, uh, yeah, we're going to charge them a trillion dollars and we're going to blow them out of the sky. And it's like, dang, that's harsh. I, I really hope he, like, contacts is like, hey, I found alien life. Can I trade that in for a trillion dollars? Can I give you all that knowledge in exchange for my fee? You know, unless they downloaded all the things he scanned off his PDA assistant already. <laughs> Uh, so, that's just so disappointing. It's like, I survived the unsurvival that killed every other member of my crew and possibly several other crews before, plus that other ship that got blown out of the sky when they tried to rescue me, and now I'm not even going to be allowed to land unless I pay a trillion dollars. That's just depressing. So yeah, that's Subnautica. It has a genuinely interesting mystery that is able to lead you mostly well through it. Um, now granted, it can be a bit difficult, because... The one part of Subnautica I think is the hardest is finding the entrance to the underground caves and getting into, like, the lava area. Because you literally have to go to this, like, one of three entrances all really close together in the specific deep part of the biome. And there just aren't that many hints as to where you're supposed to go. Like, if you read all the information, you might be able to figure it out. But you're still going to figure out where to go for it because they give you no directions to where the entrances are, just that they exist. Uh, I think they could have dealt with the, just a bit more direction, maybe like having you slowly, having uh, devices that you can put out to slowly map out the environment so your PDA assistant can be like, there seem to be deep holes in this area. After having mapped this, this new biome, we seem to have found new holes leading deeper into this planet, underneath the planet's crust. Perhaps this is where that odd power is coming from. That's power, still powering all these ancient buildings. It's like, I feel like there could have been something there to help guide players, because I actually had to look it up. Uh, and guess what? You played survival games before, you know it's no shame to have to look something up. So yeah, that's Subnautica. It wasn't perfect, but I do think it's a game that was really worth playing, and I'm really glad it's getting a sequel. Apparently it's going to be like uh, years later after a scientific expedition went wrong, and you're uh, going there to figure out what happened to your sister. Uh, and it's going to be in the frozen area, like not in the same part of Subnautica. It's going to be way up in the north. Because apparently they were going to have a frozen area, but it got cut from the main game. So they're turning this one into like a new dichotomy. So it's going to have a whole section above ground. So hopefully they'll improve the above, the out of water sequences when you're just, you know, on dry land. Um, and the new meters for, you know, heat and warmth, in addition to the underwater meters of oxygen, are definitely going to be really interesting to balance. And I can't wait to see what they do with it. I hope the mystery that we have to explore, because come on, we have to explore this mystery is, you know, it's going to be like the what happened to your sister. I really hope they balance it well with like some kind of what happened to the alien species because we don't know what happened to them. They were developing this enzyme and then they just all died out. I mean, I know they were going to, you know, dying from the plague, but they seem to have been able to stop that, at least temporarily, survive a little bit. But then they just mysteriously died before they could cure themselves. We didn't find their bodies or anything. I'm really, really curious as to what happened to them. So, yeah. Anyway... Uh, I'll see you guys next week with another episode of the Dragon's Library. So, next Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a review of the Amazon Prime show, Invincible. Uh, it's supposed to be finishing up tomorrow, and I kind of want to talk about it, because it's a show that's kind of interested me, but not in an obsessive way, and I'm really curious to see what kind of reaction I'm going to get out of this last episode. As for the next Friday's episode, uh, that's going to be a Tropic of Serpent, the Tropic of Serpents, uh, and that is the sequel to the uh, book A Natural History of Dragons. Uh, it's part of the Memoirs of Lady Isabella Trent. It's by 
Marie B- Brennan. We talked about her before with the Natural History of Dragons, which I loved. And the Tropic of Serpents is going to continue off from that plot. So, yeah. Can't wait to discuss it with you guys. So that's going to be our upload schedule for next week. Hope to see you there. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.